0: Hi, everybody. It's good old J.R. Jim Ross, a member of multiple Halls of Fame and the voice of AEW Wrestling. And you're listening to Bad Medicine Podcast, and you're going to like it. So, answer! you're still representing the brilliant ironworks there with your uh, victory helmet, I see, huh? Well, I rode this uh, helmet to victory today, in case uh, you all didn't see. We had a, the beer can garage door challenge, which eh, uh, I came in as a number one seed was anybody really surprised here at the Bad Medicine podcast no. that Andrew won our first drinking competition? <laughs> <laughs> no, he he does have the um, the bloodline thoroughbred for it. If he was a racing horse, I was uh, yeah. it I would be a b- mutter. I went, I went back and watched our Facebook live. I'm not gonna lie, I'm pretty disappointed in myself. It just like was like but but it was the thing is is so for this. <laughs> You didn't even experience what it was like <laughs> to do it with a hole. Think about drinking a beer regular and shotgunning a beer when you punched a hole in the can. That was, it was a, a terrible idea. It, actually, it, it, like it said, worked fast though. It got it. What do you think? To this the points, this is to pop the hole in the can. So uh, I told you no, that just you made t- it easier. I just easier take a knife me. and you t- you punch it in and then you twist the knife. Oh, to do the shit, <laughs> and you get one about the size of a dime. Did you get that from fa- uh, Face Off? Remember, that's what he taught his daughter to do. Yeah, he always twists the knife, twists yeah. the knife so the wound can't heal as good. And if you're listening to us, we're not <laughs> twisting the knife anymore into you because we're coming to you live from the 13th floor of Nakatomi Plaza. We are broadcasting from the Wayland Corporation studios, nestled in the heart of the Fox <laughs> Valley, overlooking the pristine waters of Lake Win- Winnebago. Tell you what, folks, get your canoes out there because it's going to be a good one. And this is the Bad Medicine
1: Podcast.
0: Get your canoes, canoes out. out there.
1: Like, share, subscribe. Help us get to That's all of right. our subscribes. I think Smash that go. like button. Subscribes. Ding that yeah, bell. we we'll get there. Yeah, get there. Sure. We are growing, which is great. We're trying to get to a goal of 200. So if you got a YouTube sounds page. Like a, sounds
0: like a local <laughs>
1: Hey, it's always got, slow got to starting start know. somewhere. You got goals. Goals.
0: I've seen people like on videos with Gary uh, Gary V. be like, you know, I saw this dude and he's got a YouTube channel with 100,000 subscribers or half million subscribers and I'm just trying to get off the road. I've got two subscribers and <laughs> Gary Vee's like, how long have you been doing it? I've been at it really hard for like two months and he's like, holy fuck. <laughs> I thought you, you know. were going to say Gary Busey. No, Gary, <laughs> how, how much would you pay to just oh, fucking sit down and hang out in a room Take with Gary money. Busey? For like you know, who, you know who Gary Busey is, Gary Busey <laughs> is the old guy that you always hope shows up at the like towny <laughs> bar you're drinking at your buddies with. There everybody's is. everybody's been in that situation. Right. You're drinking at a towny right. bar, right? You every and uh, a, a buddy, or you're on a date or something, and you just decided to go to a small bar. And every one of those has an old guy that'll come in, always not respect your personal space. Zero but have just fucking priceless stories about shit you really don't want to hear about until you've heard them all and realize that he made your night. And he's always that guy where, like if you're with, like say you and Dave and maybe somebody else are at the bar, he's always the guy going, Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Hey guy, guy, hey, he's he's he just won't leave you alone. Yeah, yeah he's always on so you. So one time when I was your age, oh God, you, you those start guys like are the sneaking best. away, and he'll come back and get you. <laughs> <Those> guys <laughs> are the fucking best. I'll be I'll, I'll be right back. I go to the Speaking bathroom. Of ours, and to I'm leave. gonna mix I'm gonna mix up another drink. I was gonna do this before we started. What kind of drink are you mixing there, so, Oak? Uh, well, so uh, last week we uh, we didn't really do a review. We all just drank the Rock's new tequila and said. This is really fucking good. And a review, somebody, that's, somebody that's messaged a review. me and were like, "Your review was pretty much just saying it was really good." I'm like, yeah, "What do you want? You want me to <laughs> talk about?" I like it's it's I like the Blanco tequila. I will say that because it's more citrusy. So if you want a review, there I like Blanco tequila more than I like Resposado or whatever the fucking third one is. Where whatever. But um, t- shit, do we have the? We, you know one. what? I don't even fucking need shot glass, uh, But any anyway, eyeball went, it. I went and bought my own you bottle because sure I felt lose. bad drinking eyeball. all Andrews. But uh, I'm just going to mix it in my Cutler Nutrition Shaker Cup here. Jay, do we have ounce measurements on here? Yeah, it was on the other flat side, I think. 20 milliliters. We got milliliters, 8 ah, ounces. Damn conversion.
1: I, I don't fucking know. You know I'm just Royale just fucking with it. cheese. I, like
0: you said, you just count to 10. That's what I was always telling. <laughs> you know what's right? funny?
1: Yeah, I, I, okay. That guy said he we didn't give a review. I mean, we all... I said I hate tequila. That's the only tequila I no, he was I just giving a
0: shit. He was like, you were just like, yeah, this is really fucking good. It's good. I know.
1: Oh. What were you expecting?
0: Um, oh. I'm going to put the cap back in Oh, here. I have hints I do of like this that. and hints of that. Oh, God, that smells good. So I got some margarita. Funny story. So I got some margarita mix, um, and uh, I came over, and Andrew's like, look what I got off the clearance rack <laughs> at Walmart. And I'm Walmart was like, of all places. Andrew knows that I, that I love Walmart, and he, we were talking last week about how much I like... Uh, Margaritas and so Andrew went and got this. Um it is Taffer's mixology <laughs> fine cocktail mixture. I almost feel like guilty mixing it with the <laughs> that's as good. But the margarita mix was 275, uh originally 448. So Andrew, hell of a deal at Walmart. Is that the Taffer from Bar Rescue?
1: Guys, do me a favor. Say the name and what you think someone that should sound like. To me, that sounds southern. Taffers, hey Taffers. Well, that was more Boston. That was Boston. What <laughs> <laughs> kind of fucking Have you you don't know, you know real salt like Taff.
0: Boston, Massachusetts? I, I, I come <laughs> off as Boston. With everything British. I do, Every, everything. He's trying to do a British accent. So I am he's, making myself. You want some tea and crop? These guys are the worst. <laughs> I tell you, just the it's worst. Good. Glug glug glug, buy. glug glug glug. Uh, we the forgot the about. sugar. There we go. Or the salt? salt? How much salt do you want in? I don't fucking know. He's eyeballing it. Eyeballing it. I put about four ounces of tequila in here. Not so. everyone's like you, Dave. Serving size is one. A shot is three 1. Fingers, 1. 5, and that's yeah. enough. So it's about three shots. It is. It it is. It's sense. hey, this is. Inspired, so not made by, but inspired by industry icon John Taffer God. of America's favorite uh, bar show, Bar Rescue. So, cool. you know, he didn't come behind it, it, they just said it was inspired by. So, inspired I'm pretty by- sure we can get away with just about anything. I was yeah. gonna, sh- I was gonna shit a brick if it was said inspired by the rock. All right, Andrew, let's uh try it out here. Oh, it looks good. I fucking- Fucking love margaritas, man. <laughs> I fucking love margaritas and I I don't know, it's like summer's almost here. Oh, that, everybody's yeah. fucking locked down and so I think I'm probably appreciating margaritas You're just climbing the walls. more than I normally would. And and like I said, we said on the last show. We don't like The one thing that me personally, before I joined the Mad Medicine podcast, we all like to think we're like genuine fucking people. So I don't want to be one of those people who's like, oh, it's the Rock's new tequila. It's blah, blah, blah. But it's really (laughs) fucking good tequila. And for like 30 bucks a bottle, when I was at Andrew, you were right. So I was at Pick and Save. And the the same amount of, um, actually less, Patron was twice as much. So it was like 28 or 29 for the Terramana Blanco. And it was like 55 for Patron. And I've had lots of Patron, and uh, I haven't had lots of uh, Terramana because it was just some shots and some drink last week. This is every bit as good, if not better than Patron, and it's half the fucking price. So That's (sighs) all The Rock is. The Rock is going to inadvertently be responsible for tons of bad (laughs) (laughs) decision-making and parties this summer. John Taffer and Dwayne The Rock Johnson bringing this segment to you. Uh, So, uh, Dave, we've got some big... Big news in the sporting world that I think everybody needed right now more than ever. The NFL came out just a few days ago and said, Guess what? We're not fucking leaving. We're we're (laughs) going to be coming to you live. (laughs) We're not fucking leaving. We're having a season regardless. They are. NFL is moving forward with the 2020 season. Dave, give us details.
1: Well, I don't have that many. <laughs> Andrew, but, uh, give us details. <laughs> Holy shit! You, was,
0: you were sitting up like a peacock over there. So thought you were ready to go. I was getting
1: in prime position. Andrew's my
0: go-to guy, but I figured I'd give you a chance to redeem yourself and kick off the show after your lackluster performance. <laughs> hey, well, everyone I don't knows a if a lot you know details. Diamond Dave, if he doesn't
1: drink cold beer. It's warm beer, and I was given a cold beer. Oh, How would that have impacted the volume? Why would you of like beer warm, beer? warm beer? Warm beer is fantastic. I don't know why oh, it
0: God. I mean, it's just what easier the- to drink sometimes. Like if you ever do like a like a chugging contest of anything carbonated it's actually easier when it's warm. Yeah, he's not we used even to slam, British. We used to slam Mountain Dew warm not, and I'm, it was a lot easier than cold. I'm actually not much of a beer person, but if it's a hot day and you give me like an ice cold Coors Light cuz I'm fucking high class like that. <laughs> if it's a hot day and you give me like an ice cold Coors Light. Water. That's a good. That's <laughs> a, You know what? It's fucking cold brewed in the fucking mountains in Colorado. It is good. You don't know what you're talking. No, the problem about. I've run into lately is that uh, I don't know if it is if it's just getting older or whatever, but the uh, the beer just doesn't agree with me or it really fills me up. So what I've had to switch to whiskey. And that's why I moved on to the Jim Beam. Say what a pussy. So I switched from beer to whiskey. <laughs> whiskey. Uh, maybe not. There's Andrew, a lot more cost effective. NFL season. What uh, what do we got moving forward Iron here in like? 2020? Well, there's still, they're gonna. They're going is as, uh, as planned. They're going to release the full schedule this the, week. This week, season's going to start what September tenth. Correct. They're going to start September tenth. Super Bowl will be played on February seventh. But uh, visions of fans in the stands is going to be a little. Th- so it's that's going to be it's, based, I think, by state and this, how yeah. they're doing their stuff. I yeah. Believe. So it's really it's really uncertain right now, and I think it's going to be uncertain for the next few months. Uh, What's going to happen as far as stadium capacity, um, whether we're going to have anybody in the stadiums, whether they are going to do, you know, uh, a certain percentage of their total capacity, that'll be very interesting. Um, They'll have to do some sort of season ticket lottery or, you know, like for Green Bay, for example, if you have the gold pack, if you have the gold package in Green Bay. So, for example, let's 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 look at the Green Bay Packers and and do some some math here. Not exactly my strong suit, but the Green Bay Packers have eight home games. Uh, if mm-hmm. you have the um, the green package, you get six home games. The gold package, uh, you get two home games. That's for the Milwaukee For fans. the people who used to have season tickets for Milwaukee County Stadium. Mm-hmm. The Packers actually used to play where the Milwaukee Brewers used to play. The Brewers now play in Miller Park. And so the Packers play all their home games at Lambeau Field. But Lambeau seats about 80,000 people, and there is eight home games. Um, so essentially what you could do, even if you had quarter capacity um, for each game, and and that might even be a stretch, but you know, let's say you could have twenty thousand people for for each game. You know, basically, the, the the gold package would get to see, you know, maybe one game. You, <laughs> could, look, you could you could work something out where everybody from the gold package got mm-hmm. one game, and then you know, people from the green package, um, you know, maybe everybody got. You know, two games or so, because if you normally had 80,000 people at a game and then there's only 20,000, but you take that 80. Yeah, essentially what you'd be you, you'd you be looking at, obviously, reduced crowds, but season ticket holders will still be able to go to a game. Now, sp- the issue with the, the obvious issue with even allowing um, percentages at uh, stadiums and venues that large are communal spaces such as bathrooms, mm, right. um, vending areas. Things like that, Just even the tailgating. That's um, kind of what I was even tailgating. Yeah. So yeah. it'll tailgating be, interesting. be interesting. It'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens. Um, another interesting discussion um, was social distancing at these games. Uh, what if a family of four comes? You're going to make them all six yeah. s- sit six feet apart, or are you going to organize uh, ticket sales? You know, for example, again at Lambeau, let's say you have four people here, then a four person gap, and. You don't have anybody behind you for two or three rows. So for example, they could do where you have people in rows one, rows four, row seven, row ten, mm-hmm. and have everybody three rows apart and then just have people split by seats. So it'll be interesting. I'm confident that the NFL and the teams are going to work on it. Andrew, I think you're one hundred percent correct. It's, I think w- that they are going to um, I think they're going to take it on a state by state basis. Obviously, you know, games that are being held in in certain states that have had lower impact. Um, you know, may not have the same restrictions as you know the the Giants or the Jets. Check um, out that new stadium in Montana. Let's see how it is. <laughs> yeah, A lot stadium, of away that, games. That was one of the <laughs> things that they that it was getting floated around in all the sports. Where it was like, why don't they go to like North Dakota or Montana, where there is very few people yeah. slash cases? Try to put more because because ba- MLB was almost thinking about doing that, where they play the Cactus League for spring training. Just have them all there because all the stadiums were within like and like two, three hours of yeah, each reasonable other. reasonable distance. So reasonable with that. But I was say, though, that would, the Packers Stadium would look like Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. <laughs> Basically. It so it's not going to affect Jacksonville uh, at all. Plus that the governor there, I think he just wants it open, too, because they're going to do that for WWE and AEW already. Yeah, which, which on. We'll, we'll, yeah, so we'll, we'll get touch into on the, that, yeah. the WWE stuff later. Um, Dave, do you think um, – Knowing the the type of sports fans we have and the passion that people have for football, do you think if they're allowing twenty five or fifteen or fifty percent capacity at these stadiums, do you think they're going to sell out to that capacity, or do you think people are going to be a little bit more concerned and stay home?
1: Ooh, it's football fans. Everyone's I'm not well. Everyone's pretty much getting tired of kind of being kind of tidied up at home. I. Everyone the second that gets the green light, they're going to be going. So I think even with 25% or lower, Mm -hmm. I do think people are going to be there. Now it's just a matter of how they're going to... Because the NFL is smart. They know people are going to be in their parking lots, congregated, big time. So like Bill's Mafia, their thing. Putting people through tables. We even just saw a kid go through a oh, table Jesus, for a birthday that was reveal. interesting. Um, Green Bay Packer fans, right? Everyone yeah, it's always loves, a big party. It's a big party. And that's just probably like in Kansas, it, it, all the stadiums, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I think that's yeah, more of a concern than it will be actually having fans in the stands because they can control that part. How are they going to control what's But the if the bars are? and restaurants are still closed,
0: yeah, I mean, I think like, it'll. Everybody goes to D two Stadium View, and right, yeah, that's the issue. Bar. The the one thing that we do, and look, we don't want to dive too much into this stuff because uh, they, and, well, this is sports related. Because again, you guys there's are seeing still enough, a few months away. You guys to, are yeah. seeing enough of this <laughs> stuff on social media. We don't we don't want to get into this stuff, and it's been so hotly debated that we don't look. Like, we don't want we don't want all that. We just want to talk about sports. I think it'll yeah. happen, and I think at the yeah. end of the day, I think the biggest thing to consider, especially for the NFL, is is really we're only about two months into all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a lot of progress. You know, there's there's been a lot lot happening. Um, And I think if we all remain cautiously optimistic in the months of May, June, July, and August, we're two months into this, okay? Mm -hmm. And we have another four months, four and a half months before the NFL season starts. Um, And and certainly we're not saying here, like, fuck people's lives, we want football to start. Um, But- I, I think I think things will be I'm being cautiously optimistic that I think things will be better in four months and I have full confidence in the NFL that's one thing that you can say whether you like they're Roger Goodell smart. whether you like some of the refereeing whether you like the rule changes when it comes to whether they're going to play out the season look the NFL wants to make their money they want to give the fans what they want and if people are willing to go to these games I mean even if it comes down to signing a waiver like eh, yeah you're, people are going to go you're, you're coming at your own risk people yeah. are going to be like screw it so I'm I was really excited to to see um, that the NFL said they were going forward. Now, the big thing with the NFL moving forward, obviously, as we all know, is massive, massive TV deals. Okay? Um, so the NFL uh, has contracts and there's so much money to be made through advertising and things like that. So the NFL itself wants the games to go on. I think some players have said, you know, it was interesting in the NBA um, that. A lot of players in the NBA said, well, we don't want to play without crowds. I don't want to play in an empty arena. And that was a theme that we saw from a handful of top players in the NBA. And it seems to be a a different attitude for the football players. I think some of the players um, that are the more prominent players who have spoken on it, and a lot of guys aren't, um, but I think some of the more prominent players said, yeah, we're going to play games, whether there's there's a crowd there or not, we're going to show up and and we're going to play football. I would have to imagine it would have a big impact on, you know, their, you know, momentum of the game, you mm-hmm. know, how excited you get with the crowd and stuff like that. Um but at the end of the day it's execution and it's performance. So a game can still be had. I mean, worst case scenario, you could do what some NFL teams already do and fill the stadium with crowd noise. <laughs> Seattle, we're uh, looking um, at you. So <laughs> what about uh, indie? Oh, chimmer say screw that guy. I'm excited <laughs> I was really excited to see that news that the NFL said, you know what, we're going forward with our season. Um because I, I think I think if this stretches out that long, people are really going to need something to take their minds off oh, yeah, of it yeah. and having a football season and I've also heard you know buzz about potentially having even more more games on, you know, maybe even, you know, having, uh, you know, more Thursday night games. Yeah. There's a potential of doing Friday and Saturday night games. Uh, you know, they're not going to want to, they're not going to want to conflict with the college football. Yeah, market. I would, yeah. I would think if uh, there was no high school or college, they would probably do that, but I think they don't, yeah, they don't like yeah, to take so, away from that. Right. They don't want to take away from college football, but college football has a different aspect in that it's tied into, uh, you know, higher learning. So you have a yeah. whole different aspect, but I think, you know, there's wow. been a lot of rumors where if college football doesn't happen look we might have nfl on friday night or three games on saturday a few games on sunday and i think at that point if we're still in a bad situation by the time september rolls around they air every game people are just going to watch every game i mean you're going to have people actually purposely tuning in to watch bear games (laughs) never gonna happen (laughs) let me ask you guys
1: something uh, before we get too deep in that one i wanted to ask you guys would you watch nfl football and asking The view are friends of the podcast. Would you guys watch NFL without any fans?
0: Yeah, I would. I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's still football. It's still new. Look at uh, like replays of Super Bowls and games have been getting high ratings. You know, on ESPN, Fox Sports One, and. And the list goes on where they're replaying Bucks Badgers, Brewer games. But, yeah, yeah. I would still watch, of course. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to still watch. And I think this is going to – it's kind of funny the NFL is going forward because this is where you're going to truly find out just how much uh, sway the NFL has and what's going on. I mean, what does Roger Goodell make, like $30 million a year? $40, 40, 40 million, 40 million dollars a year? 44. He gave it away, didn't he? He gave it away yeah. this year, yeah. But my point is that this, this like, industry yeah. is – Just a huge, like, boulder rolling downhill Mm -hmm. and nothing's going to stop the NFL short of the entire earth truly coming to an end. WWE is a – look, WWE is a billion-dollar company. Is it the NFL? No. And people get like, oh, you can't compare the two. WWE is a billion-dollar company. It's huge. And even in the face of no crowds, and I think – and we'll get into this again a little bit later. But WWE, (laughs) I think, is even harder without crowds, obviously, in sports. But, Dave, I would – I would absolutely still watch a football game if there wasn't a crowd. Look, there's no way around the fact that when a big play happens and they show shots of everybody cheering and the fans oh, going yeah. nuts and it's a sack and the crowd's going nuts and the players are playing to that. That's that's obviously uh, that's obviously huge. Um, but uh, again, I I love sports and uh You know, I would uh, 100% I'm going to watch a football game even if there's no audience there. I'll, I'll go to football games. I'm like I said. I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. Nobody knows what's really going to happen, but I'm going to be cautiously optimistic. By September, at least, there's going to be partial attendance allowed at these games, uh, and maybe I can catch a, a Packer game. I was or just going to say it'd be it'd be uh, pretty easy to get a Lambo leap if there's one person every so many, <laughs> Hi, people, and nobody Brian. caught me. <laughs> what you didn't jump into me? You jumped in. <laughs> Come but, on. Uh, so along with along with uh, other uh, or along with the news rather of the NFL. Uh, announcing their season, uh some big developments have happened since the draft. Mm-hmm. Um most notably I think right now is Andy Dalton, the quarterback from the Bengals. I would say the biggest move that we've seen so far since the draft is Andy Dalton going to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Andrew, no Cowboys footage, please, because Jerry Jones is. A dead yeah, he's going to be it. honest about yeah. that. But, but so, so, Dave, this is really interesting that the Cowboys signed Dalton. Now they signed him to a one-year deal. Obviously, Dak Prescott hasn't signed. Did the Cowboys sign Andrew Dalton to put pressure on <laughs> <Andrew>. Dak? <laughs> Andy, Sorry. Andrew, <laughs> no, that just i never Andy heard of. Dalton? No, Andrew funny. Dalton. Andy that's Dalton. awesome, though. No, did going. they put? Did they put? Uh, did they give Dalton his contract to put pressure on Dak Prescott and say, "Look, we've got somebody else if we need him."
1: One hundred percent. I don't care what they say, because Dak is what requesting forty million a year. Insane. Yeah. yeah, he's
0: not, you ain't that good, he dude. Doesn't even Sorry, want playoff In that,
1: game. Yeah, he does not even want a playoff game, At least, Well, I. People are going to go, well, what has Andy Dalton done? Well, 0-8 in the playoffs? Yeah, at least he ha- has some time. For the bet bungles, you, though. For the bungles. Yeah. Fucking bungles. I'd like to see Andy Dalton under Mike McCarthy, actually. No, I
0: think uh, McCarthy's got a track record as much as he's low football IQ. He does have a track record of doing well with with quarterbacks You know, who kind of fit his style of play. And I think Andy Dalton is the type of quarterback Mike McCarthy would like, more of a traditional yeah, type stand a back, throw it type quarterback. Pocket passer. And, uh, you know, I think the NFL and these teams want to get to a point where no player is bigger than the team. And we've seen Dallas do it with the guys they've let go. You know, they, they've done that. And I think in the Packers, to a certain extent, I feel are maybe doing that with Rodgers, being like, look – the days of you guys running this team and telling us what we're going to do are coming to an end because the talent level that's out there is so high. These athletes are so elite that they're all so close. It could just be a matter of a guy being in the right system if he uh, sinks or swims. So I think they definitely see something in Dalton. They see a way to uh, save some money and you know, put the pressure on them. I'm going to disagree with you there, Quinn, vehemently on uh, the, the level of athleticism. Being that close when it comes to quarterbacks. Well, with quarterbacks, I I I think you've got a a bunch of like five or six that are all real close, and then a bunch of also. Because if you look at, and, and Andrew would be the guy to talk to about statistically. But if you look at statistically, quarterbacks that were really good somewhere and went somewhere else and did really bad, I, I don't think you would necessarily see that trend or vice versa. I don't know that you've seen quarterbacks that were just a shit, stinky quarterback with a team for a number of years go to another team
1: and then just thrive. Wait, there is a guy named Alex Smith. He went. For, he started all right in uh, when Jim Harbaugh came to the 49ers. He started getting on roll. He got hurt. Colin Kaepernick came in. He gets traded to Kansas City to Andy Reid. Lights it up. Boom. Lights Doing great. it up. Right, but, he but wasn't, then they had but he wasn't, and then they had he, him.
0: he wasn't terrible
1: at San Francisco. No, I was gonna say not. I good. was gonna say yeah. the
0: one that did that trend was Steve Young. Because he started out with Tampa Bay and was just god awful. But he was the only <laughs> thing they had at Tampa Bay. That and the guy then, then he goes to San Francisco, which uh hard not to flourish when he can throw it out. Jerry Rice, John Taylor, Brent Jones, uh you know You got Roger it, Craig Roger the back Craig field. Yeah. Tom Rathman I mean Hell there was times They were putting Guy McIntyre in At fullback Which is what <laughs> Gave the idea To Dicka To use William Perry You're welcome mm-hmm. Guy McIntyre Wow you're going Way back He was a left guard Yeah, Yeah Came to the pack Yeah, he played I think just ninety four though. Yeah, he the guy who had like the additional helmet on outside of his helmet. Oh, there's a. Well, Steve Young had that that for had that towards the end of his career. Yeah, Yeah, because he had the concussion band. (laughs) What a shitty way to be like Ah, you'll be fine. We're gonna put some more foamer on your helmet. Get out there, (laughs) an extra shell should help. But uh, (laughs) so Dalton to the Cowboys. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of buzz about Dak Prescott. I know some people are saying some people are rumors that he he's holding out, hoping that Las Vegas gives him an offer because Vegas Vegas is Vegas, and they need a sexier quarterback than who they have <laughs> the right Darren now. The Star. They David, need David, a David, David. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying they need a sexier quarterback, somebody who's going to draw people in a little bit more, like, I don't know, a Dak Prescott or maybe uh, <laughs> uh don't an you dare Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> um, Imagine that. So the, well, the John Gruden loves everybody, so you know yeah. he loves Aaron Rodgers. So well, well, he didn't love Khalil Mack, so. regardless <laughs> of how much weight that they carry. Regardless of how much weight they carry, the rumors did start this last week about. Aaron Rodgers potentially being traded to another team. Now, of course, the Packer fans sat here and said, absolutely not. The Packers would never do that. Uh, We look back about a decade and we saw when Aaron Rodgers, granted, he was with the team for a couple of years. But Brett Favre took them to an NFC championship. He was only a few years older than Aaron Rodgers is now. And the following year, he was traded. So I don't think it's completely... Um, unfathomable to say that the Packers could potentially trade Aaron Rodgers. You'd think that they would try to work Jordan Love into the system before doing so. And being that they were 13-3 and three last year and went to the NFC Championship game, it would make sense to bring him back and try to make another run. That being said, <laughs> he is a very valuable commodity that some teams would be willing to make large trades for. And if... You had a head coach and a GM who looked like they were building for the future and trying to build their own team. A large Herschel Walker-esque deal uh, with multiple players and multiple draft picks might be enough to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay. So the question that I want to ask, that we want to ask everybody watching the podcast is, is there a trade deal big enough? To have Aaron leave the Packers, what would it take? What would the Packers have to be offered from another team for Packer fans or just for anybody who watches the NFL to be able to justify the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers? Let's say the Patriots came in and said, we're going to give you three players and four future draft picks. Would that be enough? Let's say the Raiders came in and said, "We're going to give you our first three-round draft picks next year, and we're going to trade you a couple of players all for one guy." Andrew, I don't know if you can pull it up. Um, what w- what they did for Herschel Walker it was it was oh, ridiculous. Seven. It was seven draft picks and two players. Seven draft yeah. picks and two players. Let will so see that now. The question no, it was that, called the Great Highway Train the great Highway Train because <laughs> <laughs> it was. Well, it was. Yeah. The question Jimmy that, Johnson was a genius. Yeah. So the question that we're asking everybody watching is. What do you think the Packers would have to get? Or, or, or what do you think would justify them trading Aaron Rodgers? What would they have to get in return? Yeah, I mean, I got to tell you, okay, I, I don't see a scenario where, uh, where Rodgers even gets traded at all. Because as good as Jordan Love looked his second to last year... At, uh, at Utah. I mean, how many times have we seen first round quarterbacks get drafted and a year later they're out of the league. They just can't cut it. We, this guy's such an unknown commodity at this point. There's no way you can pull the pin on Rodgers. You're basically blowing up your entire team if you do that. And, and for what? For a bunch of draft picks? We've seen how well that's gone in Green Bay. I mean, I'm a Packer fan. Let's not have rose colored glasses. They haven't exactly hit the, the NFL draft lottery uh, lately. So I, I think you, you ride so, out Rodgers as long as you can until he leaves. You, see, you wait and see what you have with Jordan Love maybe a year or two and then make yeah. your decision. But all this talk of getting rid of Rodgers now, to me, it's just filler and hype oh, for no, the but, NFL That's but, to talk but about. take into consideration my question for a second. If somebody like Belichick came in, if somebody like the Raiders came in and offered, let's say, five draft picks and two players, if somebody made a crazy offer like that, at what point do the Packers have to say, fuck it, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean it, it has to be like the Khalil Mack trade, but amped up a yeah, little bit more. You'd have to give me like two guys the level of Khalil Mack, two first round picks and, and then a bunch of filler uh picks as well. I as mean, so good as Khalil Mack is, Aaron Rodgers touches the ball every, every play. Every single play, yeah. That makes them just more valuable.
1: So in two years, the Packers, their cap hit will be down. Yep, it would be it $2 be million. Million, It will be $44 and then $31 million, and then what, Five? Two five Two million? and a half. Two and a half. So in two years, we'll tell the story big time. And uh, the GM, Brian Guttenkunt, uh, <laughs> said, <laughs> said, <and> he openly <laughs> has said on some interviews that they are looking to build more for the future than they are right now. And there was 36 wide receivers that got drafted, Packers chose none of his none. that he wanted, which sucked because well, I, mean, I, I, wanted the guy, I wanted the speedster from Penn State. But I, th- I think people
0: would have felt it would have been a reach if he grabbed them in the first round. Who cares if you want the guy, get the guy because that's what we need is well, a speedy slot well, guy. that was the
1: thing, right? So they were like, You give up draft capital to go up and get Jordan, but you're not going to give up draft capital to go get a Jeffries like they wanted. That may, it, it just yeah. makes no sense. Is that
0: Haywood's kid? Haywood oh, Jeffries. <laughs> <I> <laughs> There's just, a throwback. I just, I am, I get Oilers. so. I get so bothered by the building for the future comment because I think the NFL is such a mix of uh, uncertain draft picks, young talent with potential, people at the height of their career, veterans who are on their way out but probably still a way more solid bet than than the draft. I mean, when we look at that mustache (laughs) – when we look at the Packers, right. when, Ron, the when Ron beard. Wolf started bringing some serious talent in, yeah. a lot of those guys were all past their peak, yeah. but had you know three, four good years left. Yeah, in. you look at Sean Jones, Keith Jackson, Dotson, Eugene Robinson. Robinson, Santana Santana. Robinson. Uh, they they brought in so many people. Yeah, pretty much that whole D line. They brought in so many people who, yes, they were past their prime, but they also had a few good years. And they were very, very good, solid, proven mm-hmm. players with durability that knew the game, knew what it was like. A lot of those guys to be in big game situations and, and s- not buckle under the pressure. And so to me, uh, I, I, I get so frustrated when I see this constant building for the future. And again, it worked for Ted Thompson when they won a Super Bowl in 2010. But we've, eh? had, we've had 30 years of two of the best Super Bowls in history. And in, in two rings to show for it. And I just think that building for the future in the NFL is, uh, I, I think you just have to You you have to it has to be a mix. Look, we want young talent that can produce in the future, but we need we need playmakers and we need people who are going to put us in a situation to win. And if you're always just looking down the road, to me, and I'll say this again, Dave, it was funny because you're like, aren't you more worked up than you are? I am, (laughs) I am, because what I see with the Green Bay Packers is I see, and I might be wrong. I might be. You guys can say, hey. David's just uh, this armchair quarterback who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about, and you would all pretty much be right when it comes to football. We all are. I'm a casual football fan. My perception of what is going on in Green Bay, again, I'm just going to reiterate the exact same thing I said last week. You have a young coach and a young GM, not just new OK, let's make it known. These are not just new GMs to the Packers. These are both new and very young head coaches and very young GMs that are trying to get together and build their team. Yeah, and we don't know what their personalities are like, how they're all meshing with each it other. Was, look, it was, no you know? secret. it was no secret that Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy didn't get along. Uh, and some of that has to do with uh, you know the people that they put around Aaron. Uh, I think some of it has to do with play calling. Aaron, being as experienced as he is and as talented as he is, probably thinks he's going to be able to get up to a line and look around and, and say, hey, like, "Hey, maybe I'll do maybe I'll choose no. the play here." And you know, when Lafleur came in, if the first year comes around and you have those tensions again, and we saw tensions right from the get-go. In the preseason, I mean, straight out of the box, <laughs> we saw tension with Lafleur and Rogers. And Lafleur preseason, they didn't. Even, Rogers didn't even play in the preseason. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so uh, Lafleur might be trying to pull his own little flex here and say, "Yep, I might be a head coach, but I'm not going to be pushed around." Well, I think you have to do that. You can't come in and let a player dictate to you. Maybe in the NBA, you can with like a LeBron. But in the NFL, you've got to put your foot down. You can't let these guys run you and control you. you I, uh, see, I agree with that to a certain extent. However, I have to think, if I'm somebody like Aaron Rodgers, and I'm a, what, when Lafleur came in, you know, a, a, a what, a 12-year veteran of the NFL? Yep. 14, no, 2005? Yeah, 14-year veteran yeah. of the NFL. I'm a 14-year veteran of the NFL. I'm an MVP. I'm a Super Bowl MVP. I'm arguably one of the greatest of all time. Look, you're going to come in, I... Dave's just wishing he expe- the Bears would he probably expects Benson. a level of respect as well. I can see and that. If you get that's some young fair. hot shots, hey, guys, hey, look at me. I'm the young, sexy head coach that all pew, the pew. you know the <laughs> girls from Green Bay are smoothing over. Pew, hey, finger guns to you. <laughs> My eyes are straight. What's up? Yeah, I'm the coach of the Packers. My, My eyes are straight. straight. Aaron Rodgers. The one thing he had going for. I'm yes. in charge Jesus. now. Yep. It's not you anymore. I'm the star of this show. And I think, look, Aaron Rodgers is the fucking star of this show. And if the yeah, GM that's, or the coach have problems with that... Well, guess what? Maybe you're going to have tension. But well, there uh, was
1: there was the tweet, and I can't remember the guy. He's uh, out of was out of Green Bay. He said that LaFleur, well, this is him saying it, not LaFleur, but people have said LaFleur's done with Aaron Rodgers act. So that's what progressed even more. Well, I mean, I I can see it
0: both ways. I mean, I've watched the games on Sunday, and I've watched Roger's skill somewhat deteriorate. I've seen him miss guys that are clearly wide open. He doesn't trust a lot of the young receivers. So it's like, you know, you, you can't have it both ways. You know, either Rodgers is going to go out there and deliver and do what the coach says, or if he's going to do it on his own, then fine, do it on your own. But I didn't see a whole—what were his ratings? Like, where did Rodgers rank this last couple of years? Well, he he was in the top 10, but I think he was in that lower— a uh, bit of the top the ten, despite had, how good his stats were. Only four picks, only two picks, and he has great football knowledge. I'm not taking that away. Yeah, two picks here before, four this year. Not taking that away. Yeah, two and four. What I'm saying or is, you can have a Winston who has thirty. Yeah, hey, no, he couldn't see. <laughs> oh, that is true. <laughs> they had to get him the Ricky Vaughn glasses.
1: Winston is terrible.
0: He couldn't see, man. Ricky Rick Vaughn. Man. The guy couldn't fucking see. How did the team not know that their quarterback couldn't fucking see? Hey, yeah, they should. I put- can read street signs now. Wait a minute, you couldn't read fucking street signs. <laughs> they, look, they it's sh- one thing they if they put, put up the that- sign thirty feet away and you can't read the E. What the just, fuck does the next one just say? Getting some of those I mean, When you have your NFL quarterback, you're paying millions of dollars. Oh, I can read street signs again. Like, so was- is that fucking bad? <laughs> so, dude, you, you look at Rogers last year's rating was ninety five point four. That was like the best that Favre ever did. Right, right, as a quarterback for the Packers, was in the uh, mid yeah. to high 90s. Oh, shit. We don't want your statistics. <laughs> but you have to look at it. <laughs> yeah. You're sorry. Numbers don't Get you, the fuck out. You look at it this way, though. Favre was always contemplating retirement. Rodgers has always stated, I'm playing into my 40s. So you, you bring in Jordan Love, it's a totally different situation because um, – so then, when Favre did retire, they're like, "Well, we got to give the keys to Rogers because they did see him play the year before at Dallas, high pressure situation. He came in, they almost mm-hmm. won the yeah, game. Yeah, he looked like a stud. In he that looked game. great. So, like, I, I specifically remember if you saw the rough today, him even texting me, you know, I'm not as worried when Rodgers takes over this team when Favre is done. Yeah, Favre would always that have night. that freaked out look in Dallas. His eyes were like as big he'd, as saucers. He'd, he'd be sweating. He, he was afraid to play in Dallas. He was He never won in Dallas. Never won in Dallas where he had Rodgers... Other than that game, he's never lost yeah, in Dallas. Farve never won a game in Dallas? No. Yeah. Fucking Troy. Man. Hey, you know, speaking about, um, about <laughs> teams. Dan Quincy Carter. Speaking oh, oh, Jason, about teams, Garrett, 94. Jason <laughs> Garrett, 94. Jason <laughs> Garrett, 94. But when they're sharp at four touchdowns. Yeah. No, sp- uh, speaking of teams who kind of sell out and go for the now, a team that I think of who did that and who also accepted the consequences of that was the Seattle Seahawks. They went out. They sold out. They did everything they had to do to make a one- or two-year run at the Super Bowl then they were shitty for a while and now they're right back up there. So I don't think there's that much uh to risk uh like you said uh Oak of maybe going for a big splash trade to get those guys or staying pat and maybe trying to bring some guys in. I just think that you can sell out and make a run and you don't totally destroy your future well, by doing that. Well, you can see, still build, you Seattle, know. Seattle though, the Legion of Boom was all draft picks was er- Earl Thomas, yes. Cam Chancellor, uh, right. and Sherman. But Sherman was like a late draft pick, and he, you know, he had a chip yeah. on his shoulder, so he had to prove himself. Yeah, but they still brought you know guys in they with, were always where they had to. And then once they they, had, they, they bought Jimmy Graham in, they brought in Matt Flynn. <laughs> well, hey,
1: let's not forget <laughs> how <laughs> that worked out. He Oops. didn't even start a game yeah. in Seattle with Russell Wilson. Exactly. What was the worst Boom. they've been is like nine and seven? Because I they've <sighs> never they been under eight, eight eight a year. I thought
0: they were were 8-8 in the year.
1: With Russ, well, I'm saying with Russ being quarterback, they really haven't had a losing season. And John Snyder, the GM, who used to be on the Packers.
0: Did we all see the draft meme where it was Russell Wilson and his ex-girlfriend? Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you you missed it, it was Russell Wilson sitting (laughs) next to his ex-girlfriend when he got drafted, and her face was, ah. And it it was like... That moment when you think you're set for life, <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I felt so bad because now there was a lot of um, uh, Russell, Russell,
0: Russell Wilson's worst record: nine and seven. Nine and seven. It was nine and seven,
1: which, you, was, which was
0: which was Farves until uh, '05 when they went four and twelve. <laughs> yeah, so that that to Quinn's
1: point right there, they didn't. They have done everything through draft, couple free agents, every single year. So they're see, always trying see, to win. That's yeah, I, they're always now. selling that's what out. I, that's yeah. why I always hate
0: the draft because they're like, oh, Russell Wilson, too short, too this, too that. Dude, he has a—he still has the record for the highest completion percentage at Wisconsin. Hey, the guy's not open? Well, if I run around a little yeah. bit, he'll get open. And that's hey, what Russell does. let me does. ask you guys. And I do have to commend Russell a lot because he takes a beating a lot of those games. Yeah, let does. me ask you guys. If, if the game is on the line and you need a touchdown to score and you've got less than a minute... And you're on your 20. I got to say, I would take Russell Wilson over an Aaron Rodgers Ooh, right this now. This is a, this is a, this is for a scrambling ability and complete his completion uh, ability that Russell Wilson has. He always seems to find the guys that are open. So you're saying a game's on line, you're at the 20 yard line? Yeah. I've, I've got to go 80 yards to score in a minute. All right. Who do Bad. you want? All right. Bad that's, medicine. That's a good question, but I, I don't know We're going to go around the table here. Bad medicine podcast fans. Quinn just proposed this. Do I say fans? Fuck it. We'll start over.
1: Do friends, it live, friends of the podcast.
0: Friends of the podcast. Don't worry, Quinn we'll just brought up a great question. One quarterback in the NFL today. You're on the twenty yard line. You've got eighty yards to go, Quinn. How much time we got? Two, three minutes uh, on the clock. I'm gonna say a minute. One minute to go. Eighty how many time yards. Alts? A- any quarterback in the NFL three today? Timeouts. Who yeah. are you going with, Dave? We'll start with you. Any quarterback? <laughs> <Gosh>. Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> it's not <laughs> Mitch. It
1: is not Mitch. <laughs> God, I would – I would uh, – Russell Wilson is a pretty good pick, man. I would I would actually probably go Drew Brees. Drew Brees, Andrew? Andrew? Ooh. Uh, Drew Brees, I would have to see what stadium I was
0: in because if it was outside, it wouldn't go as well as in the Dome. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to be a homer. I would go with Rodgers. Rodgers? I would go I'm with South Rodgers because he's going to make the smart decision to where to throw it until it gets real low. Then that's yeah. where he'll do, hey, I'll be far and just – Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but you have – Rogers, but really close is um uh, I would go Mahomes. Mahomes? The, yeah, the, well, plus with, with his weapons, that just yeah. in my his head. weapons yeah. is what helps him. And, and we we'll- that- that's Plus, Rodgers can throw the ball about 400 yards, so that does help. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I brought it up. I think game's on the line. I'm going to go with uh, Wisconsin Badger native Russell Wilson, purely from a guy who I know he's elusive. He can scramble. He can mm-hmm. get those first downs that really piss you off yes. as a football fan. We're like, okay, we're holding them. It's third and whatever. Defensive line rushes. They get some coverage. Oh, he slips out. Easy first down. Damn it. Start Yo, over. You play it perfectly, and he I'm still to take. You. I'm going to take mm. every reason you just gave right there every uh, every <laughs> scenario that you just laid out and go with Patrick Mahomes I think you take the combination of scrambling ability now forget everybody else on his team throw him on whatever team I think you take the combination okay. of scrambling ability arm strength accuracy flat out speed if the guy has to run and if I have any quarterback in the NFL today, and this is a bold thing to say because of how young he is. Generally speaking, when you talk yeah. about mm-hmm. these these, these uh, end-of-the-game situations, um, you want to go with somebody with some experience. I think if it's the end of the fourth quarter and i got two minutes to go and I need to go 80 yards right now, and this, this year in the NFL, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Who do you guys got? Well, because uh, the other one I was thinking was – jackson of baltimore just but he hasn't uh, he hasn't uh, he hasn't he hasn't really been in that situation yet so he's that's he's kind of has you know yeah. all our guys have been tested and have had to do it i mean look at you know like you said the 400 yards for Rodgers. yeah you look at detroit where he threw it 60 arizona <laughs> where off his back foot fading away threw it in the end zone you know so you know, that's always a good backup yeah, plan. If you don't get close enough, you can still do the launch because we've somebody seen it, where, can wing it yeah Yeah, Rodgers can wing it. <laughs> this Cause is cause for like, sure. Because look at Lambeau this past year with Mitchell, they're, they weren't too far away and they tried doing the Hail Mary and he only got it to the 20. So, you know, that's not a good <laughs> <Noodle thing>. alarm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no.
1: Oh, I know what Pastor's talking about. They got it to the two yard line and then done. No, that was the that the was hillbilly. where they that was where they, oh did they get it? Mm-hmm. he I got thought, it to the two yard line. game. I thought they got picked off though. No, no the problem. game was Thrilling. over. One was Thrilling. where
0: they kept lateral. No, way, you guys. Pat Mahomes is the good. Nobody's
1: <laughs> got that experience <laughs> because of the Super Bowl. Yeah, so <laughs> his like, confidence is going to be an all. Hey Quinn, you, you know, know who else doesn't
0: ball. know what the fuck is going on? Oh, you tell me. He's taking my classes, guys. The entire United States with the federal government's release of UFO footage from an American fighter jet pilot. You didn't even care. Uh, So this is probably the most interesting piece of news. Uh, Not the news itself, but the general reaction of the American people as a whole to a piece of news with such significance I am mind-blown that nobody <laughs> cares, and I have a theory about this. So just this last week, um, <laughs> Dave, the FBI sh- releases what uh, footage from a pilot, mm-hmm. a fighter pilot, correct? A right. uh, U.S. fighter pilot, where they see something on the screen. It's clearly not another plane. Andrew, we have footage of this. Actually, let's let's take a look at footage. Is it this one that we want, this one right uh, here? Yes. Oh, I see. It's the Pentagon. The there. Okay. Pentagon. Yeah. The, the Pentagon. Oh hey, let's do I ads. love I love Sonic. Not oh. to mention Friends of the Podcast, Sonic. But you yep, know, they social could not distancing. In Drive ins. Oh, they oh, did terrible. Don't worry, the video will play after the ad. That's awesome. Oh, they hit us with the the fifteen <laughs> seconds. You will watch it <laughs> and friends like it, <laughs> All right. So it Just might be hard on our the face. TV to
1: see this, but Dave, give it play by player. All right, so
0: basically, what we got here, we got the fucking screen, the <laughs> fucking fighter jet, um, right here. Talking to me, at, goose. Uh, <laughs> we're probably looking at the altitude.
1: That's the tachometer. Look oh, at this fucking! Look at
0: this fucking thing! So, Holy oh, oh. fuck! So Get Dave, radar lock,
1: Mav. <laughs> so, Dave, right here, folks. This is the footage that I do believe came out a couple of years ago. There should be more footage after this that actually the pentagon more, oh, this, this is old footage this, fast forward a little bit. This, this is old footage he's too close for missiles i'm seen. switching to guns switch
0: to guns there
1: we go great
0: uh, gonna no, slow this down is still the same one isn't gonna it going to slow down let him fly no andrew this is uh, this is a different tech i thought there'd be Rotary more of a, Specs. Thought there to be more of a technology Back jump in this a number of years andrew what in the fuck this is a fail uh, so anyhow, well, that's right. yeah, it's after my championship. Well, I'm just well, uh, Andrew's drinking a little bit. Andrew, you can still try to pull up. Yeah, we up the new let's one.
1: Talk, we'll watch.
0: So, yeah. um, but anyhow, so basically, what happens is you have a pilot, the fucking UFO or whatever it is, like flies across with speeds that uh, clearly it wouldn't be a, a, a fighter jet. That's one I just played. And the fact that the government released it, they're not hiding it like they normally do right. as being some sort of test plane or something like that and understandably in the past look the first time some civilian saw a fucking stealth bomber they were probably like that's a fucking (laughs) UFO Uh, no no (laughs) it's a test plane fuck you that's a UFO and then they come out with a stealth bomber you're like fuck that's a real plane first time I saw a stealth bomber was under siege too Into dark territory. Thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, you you never saw Firefox with Clint Eastwood, huh? Shame on you. In any regard. So, I guess the thing that I'm most shocked about, and then again, and the same hand, not surprised about, is we're in the middle of all this bullshit. So obviously, there's a lot of news. People are arguing on social media every day about all kinds of dumb shit. Uh, Andrew, are we still looking for this footage? Oh, we got some. Yeah, this is. Is this Uh, the better one? It
1: is. So okay.
0: All I'm right. at a weird angle here, but... Yeah, 28 degrees I'm assuming below. that's
1: our guy there. So I do believe the footage that they're showing is it flying, and it's flying, like, fast. So obviously it's flying. But it's going fast. That white dot, then? So the footage that I saw, it was a, a, a UFO of some sorts flying super-duper fast across whatever land, and they had a, had to try to get it in target, and then when this, they got it in target, they were just like... Super excited that they got it, and we're that trying to track it. To the,
0: so this was either the way, new folks, one right here. This is the new one. Is this it? Is yeah. that our? Is that our guy? Yeah, that you know, it almost kind of looks like a Millennium Falcon there a little bit. It is. It's a freighter ship Kind of got the shit And
1: then back to the old stuff But Fuck this video No no no
0: This This one is still new And then it goes A minute in Is when it'll switch
1: Either way folks Let's get back to the story
0: (laughs) How come none of you cared So the thing The big news (laughs) Is the fact that It wasn't fucking big news They released (laughs) Footage (laughs) They released footage Saying look We have aliens And everybody's saying Eh whatever You know People are Telling us we need to wear masks In public You've But fucking aliens <laughs> yeah, but, you know, they're going to limit oh, capacity God. at, you know, Home Depot. Do the aliens, aliens? know? <laughs> Fucking aliens, they're here. Yeah, but you can get toilet paper again, you know. Yeah. But do the aliens know about the masks? Right, of course. I mean, no, they they just flying by It could be a War of the Worlds situation. It 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 yeah, it's be, almost yeah, like it's a reaction of uh, people are kind of like, yeah, we figured, so, so move on. <laughs> 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 you know, it's almost kind of not our segment, of course. I mean, that's what the people thought. Right, right. So my my personal opinion of why the news that the government has footage of UFOs from Navy fighter pilots, mm-hmm. my opinion as to why this hasn't made bigger news is because people just already fucking know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. It's like the government can come out and say, oh, by the way, guess what? We're going to declassify some information. We've seen USOs. And the collective population of the United States is like, yeah, we, we, we know. <laughs> like, that. we knew, you know? <laughs> yeah, no surprises. Like, look, they might go out in left field a little bit in Ancient Aliens with some of their yeah, theories. Yeah, yeah. Or one of my favorite TV shows, good friends of the podcast. <laughs> they might go out in left field. But what's not out in left field is the concept that on some other planet, no. in some other solar system, in some other galaxy, that in the entire... Uh, just vastness of wherever it is that we're living and whatever we're part of the notion that uh, there wouldn't be another planet somewhere that could sustain life is ridiculous. So I think, and, and this might be a little bit harsh for me. I think any intelligent human being should at least believe in the potential for there to be aliens. To me, when somebody says, there's no such thing as aliens. They can't exist. I immediately think that you're close-minded and that you're, Probably about as smart as my left shoe. So
1: you're yeah. saying potentially not that there is, right? Well, yeah, I mean, cancer. I'm big word. at least. Yeah. There's people that yeah. I know
0: that know there's no way aliens exist. So you're saying and you know, all like <laughs> we don't even have, we can't even really comprehend. comprehend. Thank yes. you. We can't even comprehend. I don't care who the smartest person in the fucking world is, whether it's <laughs> it's f- f- fucking Stephen Hawking or whatever. It's hard to really wrap your head around. The vastness, like where does it fucking end? Oh, it doesn't end. Okay, but fucking, you realize what you just said? It just keeps fucking going. So to say that they're no, we're the only planet that life could be sustained is is so far beyond ignorant. It's mind numbing. Yeah, maybe in our solar system, but in plenty of others, because we're not the only one. Here's one point. Here's one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <Star
0: Wars. laughs> there's a whole planet of Wookies. so here's one point I always get across when I am having discussions with people about aliens and somebody says yeah but how could they travel I don't know I don't believe in UFOs things like that take a look at where we're at right now from a technology standpoint from an industry standpoint and let's subtract say I don't know let's just say 300 years for an easy round number in 1720 you had zero technology, you didn't have trains, obviously no automobiles, obviously no planes. There was little to no actual industrial technology in the seventeen hundreds. Obviously, you had certain machinery, yada Ships, yada yada. Whatever. But yeah, for but the most all manual. But for the most part, no technology. So that's only three hundred years ago. OK, so let's say, for example, you had some sort of alien civilization that started only 5000 years before us in the big picture of things. 5000 years is a is a blip in time. Let's say you had a civilization that started 5000 years before us or when we started having advancements in technology and in the Industrial Revolution and things like that. Let's say. Uh, let's say at the same time we started that, they started the same advancements. But it's again, we're 5,000 years ahead of us. Look at where we've come in the last 15 years, 100 years, 200 years, and now try to picture. Look at the the, the phones that we have, the smart TVs, the, the technology that we have, and try to imagine what we might have in 5,000 years. And then tell me that, you know, Something I don't like think anybody. That. <laughs> <laughs> You got him on that one. Nice. So, but in any regard, that's, that's, that's what I say to people when they're like, I I don't believe in their spaceships and that they can travel that fast. You realize a hundred years before the first airplane flew, people would have told you that you were just fucking beyond crazy. Great brothers. You can't do that. People were ever going to (laughs) fly and not, and we're, like I said, we are. It's it's sometimes it's hard, Andrew. We talk about hard to comprehend the vastness yeah. of the 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 universe or solar system or wherever it is that we live. It's it's hard to comprehend how fast technology has advanced in how short of a period That's of time. It's a blink of really. An eye. We're talking a, a, within a few hundred years ago, they didn't have shit. Well, well, well <laughs> they like, didn't I, have anything. I yeah. loved your example with Henry Ford that you had. Where yeah, it, so, it, so we, we, I was talking earlier because another, another interesting thing is, uh, you know, there's obviously big talks yeah. everywhere as long as we've been talking about aliens of reverse engineering. And some people think that's stupid as well. The people that think reverse engineering, and for those of you who aren't familiar with reverse engineering or if you're not really into aliens, so there's a lot of discussion that we found crashed alien ships, and essentially we reversed engineered it. So you strip down the ship, the computers, everything like that, and you learn how they build stuff. And I've heard people be like, that's stupid. Reverse engineering is stupid. So so what you're saying is we (laughs) tore apart an alien ship and we learned how to make cell phones and radars from the alien ship. And what I'm saying... And the example that I gave to Andrew, which I love, and I'm not going to use modern cars because modern cars have a lot of uh, computer technology and different stuff. But let's say you were (laughs) to take Henry Ford in the early 1900s when they started producing the first cars. And let's say somebody who had a time machine from 1970 took a 454 cubic inch engine out of a 70 Chevelle Supersport and brought it back to, I don't know, what, 1910, 1912 and said, here's how we're making engines 60 years in the future, 55 years in the future. No computer chips, so yeah, they wouldn't have It's all mechanical, yeah. It's all just mechanical. And you take an engine from 1970, and you give it to somebody from 1910 or 12, or whenever they started making those cars, those people making them back then, incredibly intelligent people, yeah. would have been able to strip down that motor from 1970 and recreate it. And in a matter of... <coughs> of months, in a matter of months, if you could have taken and time traveled a motor from 1970 to the early 1900s, and you gave those engineers in the early 1900s a matter of months, you would have completely, completely changed automobile technology in a matter of months from being able to strip down one engine. Do you think Henry Ford would have took a GM product, though? (laughs) Oh my God! Did I just... I just... I just used Henry Ford because uh, obviously Henry Ford, the the He's first known. person to He's have known. the assembly lines for making automobiles, and yep. of course the seventy Chevelle because of the of the well, motor. If you watch, yep. if you watch Ford v yeah. Ferrari, did not yeah. Fine, he just it took he a just uh, we took a sixty seven <laughs> Shelby a, GT five hundred, <laughs> you know, or, or took old. some old four twenty seven <laughs> Cobra engine, whatever. <laughs> Why you got to be a fucking dick? <laughs> well, well the, speaking the, of the aliens, do you think that there's you know with all the um, the ancient aliens type thing and different things that go on, whether it's like a Loch Ness or something like that. Do you think that there's a story that they could have broke where people would have paid attention to it and reacted to that's a, that's a great fucking thing to bring up. So the alien story didn't get anybody's attention because the alien story didn't get anybody's attention because of the fact that we all already pretty much agree that aliens exist. Like I said, anybody who's intelligent knows like, look fucking aliens exist, right? Right. Nobody believes that Bigfoot exists. Okay. <laughs> Other than my friend, Brian Garrett and a few weird people friend on the TV. Oh, hey, Jack Lynx. Generally, generally, nobody <laughs> believes that Bigfoot exists. And the people who did really, really lost any credibility when we started getting trail cams and drones, yeah, they're, that, they're, they're, the they're tra- hanging on by their fingernails, the, 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 the trail cams. Oh, we just can't get trail cams into difficult places. Um, So, again, I think the the lack of people being like, holy shit, with the UFOs is because we just knew. But if they came out with like, look, we have definitive... Proof that there's a Bigfoot Like we fucking it's caught water. one You know <laughs> and uh, we have it People would be like holy fuck You know or Andrew a Loch Ness monster You know Loch Ness Nezzy. is what like Andrew yeah. Google how deep Loch Ness yeah, is Yeah we were talking about that earlier in, in production And to kind of play off of your topic about space about The thing I always go back to is We don't even know what the fuck is in the bottom of the oceans yet right. And you're no, telling me Andrew. you know what's oh. in space the, the That's the one that gets me the fired discussion. up one of, You know Bigfoot He lo- He's a family guy fucking You know area <laughs> the, the, Lithgow, what, the, 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 the potential for there to be crazy shit at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Even when we had those tsunamis mm-hmm. and shit washed up on the shore, it was nuts. But yeah. uh anyhow, the the whole thing is is I Spiral. I think Quinn, I think had they announced um maybe Bigfoot or they found Loch Ness Monster or they found some crazy New species of of fish or whatever aquatic animal at the bottom of the ocean. Mm -hmm. I think people would have really been interested in that. Um, But again, is is 744 feet deep. That's deep. 744 feet. I could touch bottom. (laughs) Well, well, then you talk about like what's the Marianas Trench, I believe it's called, if that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. I haven't seen the abyss for a while, but (laughs) I think what's that like 1.2 miles deep or something like that? Yeah, it's just crazy how deep you can get in the ocean. Yeah, so. and why you can't get there because you need the proper pressure. Yeah, so let's just kind of relax on the whole space travel. I guess you know you know Dave, what's, what's, yeah, what's going on over there with that guy. You, part part you, you, of you of know you know what's you know what's crazy. You know what's crazy and, and it's funny that you bring up Bigfoot because as far as news of an, another interesting piece in the news right now is uh is the, the, the these fucking murder hornets. So that's a piece of news that yeah. was announced. Yeah, that, that was new. I didn't like, hear about that. It seems yeah, like something. It seems like something out of science fiction. Andrew, murder it. hornets. Um, so basically, the state of Washington is reporting that um, we now have uh, what they refer to as murder hornets here in the United States. Now, according to today.com... dot um, they have the potential to annihilate the honeybee populations, which could be actually a huge deal, not here, just here in the United States, but across the world. Uh, they said, quote, they're like something out of a monster cartoon, this huge yellow-orange face. Um, the giant hornet was first spotted in December, according to Washington State Department of Agriculture. Um, they're native to Japan. Um, murder hornet is not a technical term, but it mm. is trending right now. So these uh, things, listen, listen to this. Murder hornets are two inches long. (laughs) These fucking things are two inches long, and you can see, like, their little jaws and shit. Yeah, yeah, Um, we have a picture up behind you. Like the wingspan of a dragonfly. Imagine this fucking thing, two inches long, like a little small bee is scary enough. So they can... (laughs) they can well, uh, decapitate honeybees, the um, they can or, destroy uh, an entire hive in the span of just a few hours, um, so it could be really dangerous. But they also have some pretty nasty venom, and they can sting repeatedly. Uh, Today.com <laughs> says, while humans are not the prey that murder hornets typically... They just keep saying murder <laughs> yeah, hornets. Yeah, for now, we're uh, And while humans are not the prey that murder hornets typically target, if provoked, they can kill people. Yes. The hornets on average kill about 50 per people in Japan. In 2013, 42 Chinese died, and more than 1,600 were injured from hornet stings. Um, Like in my girl. (laughs) Quote, it was like having red hot thumbtacks being driven into my flesh. A bookkeeper and entomologist who uh, exterminated a hive and got stung. Uh, The one thing that I will will say that I don't like about this article from today.com and that I don't like about a lot of news. I think it's fun that we're calling them murder hornets. And I think it's an interesting new piece of news. And I hope to fuck they don't come to Wisconsin. But I will say, statistically speaking, and this, this goes for this particular article. But this goes for any article, anything you're reading from any news outlet. Be careful with statistics because they are so easily manipulated and They can throw statistics at you that are going to have you say, like, oh, my God, that's fucking crazy, like this one. Oh, my God, the murder hornets killed 50 people last year. Okay, but there's a lot of people that die each year from allergic reactions to bee stings. Right, exactly. Um, So you could say bees... The same honeybees that they're talking about might kill more people than the murder hornets. So just, just when you're reading these sensationalized headlines in this, uh, like I said, we're not going to get too much into what's going on today. But even for these murder hornets, for as much fun as it is to talk about, um, don't get overly worked up. Don't, uh, you know, don't just, you know, th- don't freak out. Yeah. And not to say that the the deaths from bees or 30 deaths from the murder h- hornets Aren't fucking murder hornets <laughs> it's like we're living in a yeah, bad I bee know, movie I just, I just think yeah, the first I, time somebody sees that. like a fucking hive of these things you know cause we've all had like beehives or wasp hives like whether it be yeah, you know Dave some knows weird corner some weird corner of your house or up north by a oh, wood yeah. pile or something big, like that but imagine nest. a big one with like these fucking two, the two inch long entrance. like yeah. murder hornets and you're like holy fuck you know it's probably like aliens to the nest probably like pulsates <laughs> and shit to make it even more scary <laughs> you know people you know <laughs> What's gonna happen is for for the next internet challenge videos, dumb kids are gonna be Dude. like attacking murder hornet like nests. a like a piñata. Hey, watch I me that's... hit it with a stick. And they said they, can bite? The they could bite. They can happen. bite through standard beekeeper suits. Yes. Correct. It's like a it's like a flying rattlesnake. So we're snake. gonna have to get uh, we're gonna ha- it's not quite like a flying <laughs> rattlesnake, but um, but anyhow, we would like to send a safety notice out to everybody watching the Bad Medicine podcast, especially those uh, in the northeastern or northwestern, rather, part of this country. Please watch out for murder hornets and uh, don't just don't fuck around with them. It sounds like it really sucks to be on their bad side. So I
1: already you hated see, being on the wasps If you see side. a Hulk Hogan being come at you Go the other <laughs> way the other, Seriously, You
0: thing. try to do the windshield wiper It holds God, it up like what seen, are you trying to do to me bro And then throws it back Have ever and, seen My Girl yes. Anna Chomsky oh, oh, yeah, Real that's happy ending I, in that one that's, that's, what I, that's what I just said before Fuck. I said like My Girl Oh I didn't hear that Did you see My are, My brain probably blocked it out As a trauma avoidance mechanism Like that Seriously though guys Guys, <laughs> okay, everybody just relax. Everybody stop laughing for a second. This isn't funny, okay? Listen, the fucking scene in My Girl, when oh. she comes down to the to the fucking funeral, and she's like, he doesn't have his glasses on. Thomas J. Can't see without it. Like, I don't care how tough you are. The first time you watched that shit, you were like, oh, motherfucker. That was the first movie I ever cried to. Oh. <sighs> As a, because I was like eight when that came out, mm-hmm. but yeah, that was the first movie I ever. That was uh, that was fucking that was
1: brutal. Good movie though.
0: No, but don't let that be you. The okay? first movie yeah. Quinn ever cried to was uh, Furious Seven. Uh, I was. Uh, it was the uh, unedited version of First Blood where they killed him at the end. That one got me. Really? Really? what? That was the first movie you cried to. You didn't ever cry <laughs> to a movie as a kid. You know, like <laughs> you didn't ever cry to fucking Old Yeller when you were little. Oh, gosh. Did you know, I ever tell you my fucking honestly, old Yeller story? You know, if I'm being 100% honest, you if I'm 100% honest, I don't think I've ever seen Old Yeller. It's been a while. I've never my, seen old Yeller I'm going to tell my fucking old Yeller story again for our YouTube, and I'll make it quick. So oh, when I was growing up, my my neighbor used to babysit um, Pullmans. I had a kid that I was in the same class with. My he went the to public school. I went to the Catholic school, but we went to high school together. Uh, Wes Pullman and his mom would babysit me sometimes after school. I think I was really young, and I don't remember much about being babysat at the Pullmans. But we were always watching Old Yeller, and I'm like, "Don't you fucking turn this off? <laughs> fucking turn it off, man! Okay.
1: All right, all right, turn it off." <laughs> Doesn't want to cry, but she
0: would. We watched Old Yeller all the time, and I was an adult. I was like, "Why was she having us watch Old Yeller all the fucking time?" And the only thing I could come up with, okay, the only fucking thing I can come up with as far as why my babysitter would let me watch Old Yeller all the time is because she knew. That after the movie was done, I would be sad and in this docile mood, right? Like, imagine it's it's actually kind of brilliant if you're babysitting kids, but pretty sadistic at the same time. Now, let's say you give, let's say you sit a kid down that you're babysitting. Oh, here's a movie about a puppy. Watch Old Yeller. When that movie's done, for the next four hours, you're fucked emotionally, right? You don't want to do anything except cry. Versus, like, I don't know. Like Transformers Some or something. Some fucking Transformers. She purposely that babysitter purposely let me watch Old Yeller <laughs> over and over and over again, knowing it would like fucking sedate me. I'm convinced. Why else would a babysitter do that? She wanted to turn. Genius. Stab and turn. Stab the stab and stab turn. And turn. Oh, I need. That's, we need to turn uh, the fucking topic well, it was right like she now. Was Wait, do Chucky. Son of well, like going to do um, Chucky. You know. <laughs> oh, let's let's roll. Let's let's circle back to uh, sports. Or sports entertainment, if you will. Right. Um, and talk a little bit about WWE now. As uh, as many of you know, some of you might not. Even during all these crazy times, the WWE kept up with their Friday Night SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. Um, it has been an interesting production, to say the least, because more so <laughs> than it's I polite. think. I think most sports. I, th- I think you know. You know what racing? I think you can watch without fans. Yeah, and actually going to do that. they're going to do, that. but what, I mean, it doesn't affect the drivers or any of the racing. It affects the tracks because the tracks themselves get their money from ticket sales. Oh, yeah. so true, true. So hopefully if hopefully they do, the do that, TV they, now, hopefully they give the them a TV kickback all give all all. or something. Um, so, I mean, that's going to be a big money grab. So thing. arguably one of the most... Um, one of the most affected sports or sports entertainment, we always call it sports entertainment, is wrestling. Um, and so to watch SmackDown or to watch Raw with no crowd has been has been really difficult because they still do the intros, but you don't have the fans and the audience popping. You yep. still do the promos and stuff like that, but you don't get the oohs and ohs and oh, cheers. Yeah. And it's just wrestling is so much playing to the crowd Um, getting energy from the crowd. So it's been difficult, but WWE has kept going through it. And I commend them for pushing through it and doing the best they can. WrestleMania, as we talked about a few weeks ago, they did the best they can. And given the circumstances, they did a great job, but we just found out um, a few weeks ago that after some controversy, the state of Florida deemed the WWE as essential and said they could continue going on with what they were already doing. So it yep. made big news. Oh, the WWE is essential. And they're like, they've been doing this since since this all started. So, yeah, and there's a lot of questionable mm, businesses that are so, essential. So everybody everybody just kind of needed to relax about that. But we just did get word that the WWE is going to be allowed to have 25% capacity crowds at... Their facility in Florida. At the performance center. At the performance center. As well as AEW at their. As as well as AEW at that little. As their performance center. So this isn't the WWE being back on tour and stadiums and arenas being able to sell 25% of their ticket capacity. This is the state of Florida allowing the WWE at their training facility where they have, obviously, a ring and seating set up, 25%. Now, what I'm wondering is, and and the thing that's interesting about this is that the the rules and everything is changing so fast right now. It is. And it's state by state, and love it or hate it, agree or disagree, that's where we're at, is the states are allowed to make their own decisions. Right now, Florida said 25% capacity. What I'm wondering is whether the WWE will have individuals spaced out. Right. Um, uh, you know, it would, what would <laughs> probably look good is if they put... Everybody in the twenty five percent, right next to the hard cam, and had one angle the whole time with what looked like a packed crowd. Be like Wait, old they studio that now, Be like old studio <laughs> but, wrestling. Right. Well, they, well, that's exactly what they do at at, at big yep. stadium shows. Is mm-hmm. they'll sell it. a certain side of and the them. stadium. So when they have the hard cam going, and then if you have an empty other side, look. Anybody who's been to a live show at the Rush Center, you've been there where it's like, hey, this whole side is packed, and then the upper corners and everything else. That's how Diamond out. Dave and I got some good tickets for. Uh, uh, one of the big shows before WrestleMania, when Hogan came back, it was like, hey, we have plenty of tickets for camera side, so the camera was, like, next to us. So it was kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. there you go. But um, but it'll be interesting. And what um, what's also being discussed is whether maybe they'll let groups of people, like let's say you had a family of four, like a group of four come in, let your group <laughs> of four sit together, similar to what we discussed about football. Let your group of four sit together. Have your six feet before the next group. Um, if you guys had to make any early predictions, and obviously we're going to find out more um, in the upcoming days and weeks and how WWE is going to handle this. But they've got, look, they've got shows coming up this Friday. Yeah, they got the money in the bank t- coming got, up. Look, they got a show coming up and they have pay per views coming up. And this is a huge, huge thing, especially oh, for the pay per views. Yeah. What do you guys think they're going to do as far as, if you had to just make an early guess, obviously don't know, what do you guys think they're going to do as far as how they're going to uh, manage or, or mitigate the crowds? But you started off? I think, uh, well, Vince, I could see him easily being like, everybody, damn it, get in front of the hard cam. We need to show them that it's full, even <laughs> though they know it's not. But what I do like about it is because I kind of wish they would have did what AEW has already been doing, where they let the wrestlers all be out and yelling just gibberish at the at the wrestlers, you know, the good guys and bad guys. Mm. But um, whatever they do, I think, is a win because it's just going to be fun just to have people yelling. But what makes me kind of sad is, like, I wish I was one of those guys because then you could – Easily hear my <laughs> drunken no, and nonsense. Andrew, Andrew is uh, at the, notorious at the local wrestling events. Did I? For- did I? Or did I not at SmackDown? And then the two hundred five live taping after I got a couple of pops. Did mm-hmm. I? Did you, you didn't. Really? I thought. I thought maybe Pete Dunn was going to throw a punch at you, but he held well, back. That so was NXT. That was, that that was, was good NXT. to see. Yeah. It's because I tried doing that. Come Yeah, but no. I, and I think if I had to do uh, a prediction here about how the WWE will handle it, I think they'll they'll let people come in. They'll space them apart. I think families they won't break them up. You're not going to send your you know your eight year old four seats away from you when you're in the same family. It doesn't make sense. It's silly, mm-hmm. right? So I think if you come in in your groups, they'll they'll keep you together and maybe they'll space them like we talked about, four seats ish apart, whatever it needs to be. And then they'll run the capacities. And you know the WWE, if anything. They are incredibly creative with camera angles and lighting mm-hmm. and the way they do things. So you know, I think they'll pull it off and then they'll make a turnout decent. And you know, who knows? In a month, we could be at fifty percent capacity or you know, whatever. Yeah, so this is phase one. Yeah, yeah I would, I, I would Florida. think, I would think Quinn that you're spot on, and I think it would make the most sense. Obviously, there's going to be the issue with social distancing, and anybody watching it and look, it's it's played for millions of people live on Friday and, and, and Mondays. Um, you're going to have your people who aren't, uh, you know, thinking that the states should be open, watching that and be like, eh, it's not social distancing. And it's like, well, if you have a family of four, they're living in the same house already. And so the whole social distancing thing is, is kind of whatever. Yeah, it's kind of on Obviously, the they're going to have to, uh, it's a small private facility. So even the 25% full <laughs> there, What, Dave, what would you guess that's seats? Andrew, I can you pull, that seats? And you're to say that you pulled I'll, 700. I'll pull it up, but. Yeah. Well, you, you holds, know? yeah I want so to yeah so yeah. just just so we're clear the WWE uh, training facility has a ring and they have a smaller audience section but again as Dave said it's 700 as opposed to some of the the uh indoor um arenas uh or you know things like the rest 1500 people so, capacity so 1500 so you're talking yeah, about close. 375 people total that's that's not that many yeah, there that, is that's l- just just yeah. for for reference there's gonna, for the people freaking out, oh, WWE is going to have fans. For the people freaking out, worried about the WWE Performance Center having their, their 25% capacity there for their Friday night and Monday night live shows, take into consideration that in whatever city you live in across America, there's more than 375 people in any Walmart at any given time through start to finish every single day. So for the people getting worked up saying, oh, WWE is, you know, is they're not caring about their fans and not caring about this. First and foremost, the fans that are going to the show are going there on their own free will. Okay. second, 25 percent capacity. Again, I don't think they'll have everybody sit six feet apart, but I think you'll see families and groups separated Mm -hmm. with a safe enough distance. And again, you're talking 375 people total. Yeah, and if you There had... was more people in Lowe's when I was there this morning. There was more right, people yeah. in Home Depot yesterday. There was more people Today, in Walmart yeah. every single day. So for people saying that, oh, freaking out, relax. Uh, I think fans of wrestling... I think fans of just sports and entertainment in general, I think you're probably getting some people landing on Fox on Friday night being like, fuck, I'm bored. I'm going to check this yeah. out. Oh, look, they have people. You know? And having some people this is could, new. could really turn around um, the value of that production. It'll be interesting. like Just as it was interesting to see how they were going to handle – no fans? I think yeah, it'll be as evolved, interesting yeah. to hand yeah. uh, it'll be just as interesting to see as how they handle 25%. Okay. Dave, if you had to make oh, some sort of prediction oh, as to what they're going to do and like I said, we're going to find out sooner than later. What would you think the WWE is going to do as far as uh, as far as mitigating those crowds and managing that 25% they are allowed to have?
1: Well, I think you guys said it best uh I won't probably I can't really add any more to that. They'll keep the families probably together space out uh, whomever needs to be spaced out and they're going to do it like that. I think the, the PC is the perfect place for them to do this at, uh, to, yeah. for phase one, however you want to label it. Uh, it, can't get any better than that. I think going to the arenas right now are definitely a good idea not to go to. PC's perfect.
0: Yeah, I mean, because if you had the the three hundred and seventy five people, and then say you're doing families of four, you're going to have like ninety four pods of people scattered mm. throughout this arena. So, I mean, I it's think certainly they're still going to try to put as many people <laughs> as they can on one the, camera. They'll side. have individual oh, yeah, camera shots yeah, right. at certain families. But, uh, if it's look, if it's if it's fifteen hundred person capacity. Um, and you can only have twenty five percent. You know they're going to have to spread yeah. them out. But a little I do bit. like your idea of uh, see how they evolve because that's kind of cool. It, it'll look like it's a promotion building. Yeah. You're like yeah, can we you, start Adrian, can with you pull up this Some people pictures people of the then perf- then the uh, just, uh, performance center.
1: Did, oh, you want to see the performance back to the three seventy five con uh, The acoustics in the PC center when it, it is at full capacity sounds like they're in a stadium of a hundred thousand. Oh, of course it does. With that three hundred seventy five, it's still going to sound incredibly right. Packed. You
0: know damn. Well, they're good. gonna be, you know, damn Well, they're gonna be filling that uh, with 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 uh, with. Uh, Let's
1: not put past Vince.
0: Fake applause. Yeah, but you wouldn't know. You so, know? like, they'll this show is how it kind of. Will yeah, I mean, they'll show Kevin Owens so hitting a stunner. Well, that's full, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you watch you watch Mania as a casual yep. fan, so that's where they so have this Mania is, again and that's not this full is, sale, right? This is full this sale. This is full sale. Well, I, I put in oh, no, no. performance center. Okay, okay. Just making sure. This we'll is the WWE's right. actually WWE. performance okay. center. Yeah, so performance center. so as we center. can see, yeah, they so have a small pods, entryway. You, know. you have people there. So, look, we're not talking a packed audience, but it's going to be nice to have people there and cheering. It'll be a neat experience for the people who are allowed mm-hmm. to go well, um, yeah. because they'll of get course. a really up-close and, and personal experience. I'm betting that they will also be taking safety measures, probably – um, as we did before, you know, look, it may sound lame, you know, but, uh, you know, as, as fucking, I'm getting off track, but they'll be doing the safety measures. And I think, um, I think doing possible temperature scans of people. Yeah. I mean, too. if they got the yeah, gun, I mean, especially the gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's quick. Yeah. They can run and people only, through. And if you only have to do what? 375 people for that. Yeah, that I mean, will that be can be go entirely A simple head scanner. Hey, look, you're at 101. You got to fucking go home. Simple yep. as that. Yep. I think we that's we'll refund that, your money. I think Here's what's what safe you enough. Look, do. you're, you're, ki- oh, he's just running a fever. Hey, sorry. Hey, I, yeah. it was out this, so know? in the sun all day. His face is sunburnt. It's running. T- sorry, you got to go home. Yep. But I think there's responsible ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I'm glad to see the WWE opening up
1: and they're uh, always ahead
0: of the curve. Remember, they, they were always the first. will be. Look, you can say what you want about wrestling, you can say, oh, it's fake, blah, blah, blah. You can't say shit about Vince McMahon as a business person, as a promoter, as an entertainer. What WWE has grown from, from oh, what it's God. become today, is uh, it's mind-numbing. And yep. if, you, if if you were to look back at the small, you know, it zones and all the promotional yeah. zones yes. and territories yep. or whatever, to, to where they're at now. I remember watching some of the old wrestling interviews since I've gotten a little bit more into it during the quarantine about how Vince was <laughs> going to ruin the territories yep. with this WWE. <laughs> F. you know you're ruining the territories yeah. and to hear all the uh hear all the old guys talking about how they didn't want to evolve and this and that and it's kind of mm-hmm. like well progress is coming and this is what it's going to be but so yeah you can to, make even more to your point about uh and to answers as well about the wwe being ahead of the curve it's almost like vince is just too stubborn to say no and come hell or high water we're gonna get through this we're gonna do it and soldier on see like the example i always have is after 9-11 yeah. Two, they day- were the- two days later, they had it, and they were the first mass gathering since nine eleven. And like you know, Vince did that epic, amazing promo, and yeah. then they had all the boys speak of everything. Yeah, they're going to do it so right. So it's it's not like he's going into this like oh, I'll just do it. No, he's he's yeah. thought it out. Uh, Pop th- Vince yeah, always knows. Yeah. best. WWE. I, w- I will say that um, you know oh, watching. Right. I'm I'm watching a lot of the old WrestleManias right now, as you guys know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's weird going back through the mid-2000s when we were over in <laughs> Afghanistan and watching all the stuff that WWE yeah. was doing over there. And so Andrew brings up 9-11. Mm-hmm. I, I know, obviously, a very touchy subject. And you, know, you can't really compare that to what we have going on now. And it's a difficult tie-in with the WWE. But I think, to Andrew's point, was just yeah, Vince McMahon is always taking a look at what situations that we have, how the WWE can make the most of it, not take advantage of it. There's a big difference. Make the most of it. Um, Take what they have as an entertainment product to try to make people happy, but mm-hmm. watching the old WrestleManias and and the stuff they were doing for the troops, they still do stuff for the troops. Oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't think care. anybody but does especially, more for the Especially WWE, when yeah. they were, when shit was getting bad over there, The WWE was over there so often they were doing so much good shit. So uh, t- to me, to watch the old WrestleManias. And to see um, the cultural phenomenon that the mm-hmm. WWE has become is is pretty interesting. So Dude, I always get goosebumps for eight. Right, Hogan slaughter. Just <laughs> like Hogan comes out <laughs> to you know real American. We're in the has a shirt that has the flag on it and tears away. It's like ah, oh, that's uh, pretty patriotic. Yeah, yeah. but, uh, work. but the, yeah, they uh, the WWE. Did some interesting, uh, <laughs> some interesting storylines in the late '80s and uh, and early '90s, as yeah, far as especially uh, as far era. as tensions between certain <laughs> no. countries. That is the one, the one thing that mm. I found to be uh, to be arguably most entertaining is watching some of the terribly unpc, <laughs> Un-PC shit that yeah. is said and done. Not just in the old WWE stuff, but even like right now, I'm on WrestleMania. I just finished watching 25, so I've gotten through a lot of them. Oh, but I'm you doing got a- to see the best match ever then. Which one is that? Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, 25. <sighs> it was good. As I, you think it's best. the best match ever? in And for WrestleManias? Yeah. Ooh, that's I a do. bold statement. I do. It's a bold statement. Because I think it's just a notch above uh, Savage... Some, I tell you Steam what, some of them the, are the, the craziest shit. Like, man, you forget some of these uh, these ladder matches and oh, shit. yeah. Like, especially they doing that anymore? That's, that's just stunt stuff. This was pure wrestling. Well, that's I know, why but I go it, by yeah, I mean, oh, that. It ca- I'm a casual yeah. fan. He saying how they dialed it up. I'm a casual fan. Because we've been at you know, regular wrestling shows in the area, and uh, we were watching a ladder match, and me and Dave are just looking at each other like, Fucking idiots, right? <laughs> right? Like I'm watching this shit. the no Daisha? So I was watching downstairs working out, and Daisha came downstairs, and she was watching some of the ladder shit. And she's like, "What in the fuck is this?" <laughs> you know, and I'm like, "I know, right?" She's like, These idiots. <laughs> no, I with really the talk. I know, right? Oh, you <laughs> lost the little Fucking respect the time it. Edge did the spear off like the top of the fucking ladder. I was yeah. like, Jeff. "What?" Yeah, the stuff that Edge, Christian, the Hardy Boys, and the Dudleys were doing was totally insane. <laughs> fucking Sheldon Benjamin is like, you know, all the oh my those god, yes. yeah, letters It's like, hey, tears. we need a great pure athlete. Here's Get what I want. Andrew, you can answer this for You guys are uh, more not so much casual fans. How the fuck did Finley ever get started in WWE <laughs> in like the mid 2000s? Well, because um, he, well he was in WCW for the longest time. Okay. As, as Fit Finley, and then he became just Finley. Yeah, he, he was okay. So he, he, he was from, also in charge of the Divas during the time, but they're like, well, because he just we had seemed like swoggle or little bastard, and it yeah. just, he just he's always so, been a great worker. He just seems so out of place. All of a sudden, well, like the match, I go from yeah. no, just WWE. I go from watching all Ooh. these WrestleManias, young talent, young talent, people that you recognize, and then. In the (laughs) middle of in the middle of the two thousands, you have like this fifty year old dude who's still pretty built with a buzz cut, wearing (laughs) a singlet. I'm like, where the fuck did this guy come from? His name is Finley. He's new to to the W Yeah, he's new to the WWE WrestleMania's but he's clearly not new to wrestling. <laughs> Did they recruit this 55-year-old talent? Because all of a sudden, he's just, I saw his old VHSs, and he's I thought just they were pretty in a good. Hire him, you know? He's just yeah. in a WrestleMania. But yeah, I'm on 25, so what, what are we at right now? What was this year, 36? 36. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's always my age plus one. So I've got huh. a few more to go. I got Dobber's been on my ass because I haven't told. Next week on the Bad Medicine Podcast, I will tell the story because I will have watched it by then. <laughs> I will tell the story of my very first WrestleMania uh, at Nick Dobson's father's house, oh. uh, Larry, on Monroe Street in Little Jude. It was the first time I went to a WrestleMania party. Um, Nick's dad graciously always had Nick's friends over. As dad's no longer with us. Great fucking guy. Um, that was... Um, that was a memorable one for me, man. It really was. Yeah, first one got, usually is. I've gotten a little, a uh, little cheesy, a little uh-huh. sentimental a few times, but uh, it was just, it was uh, going to Nick's dad's house. It was special because Nick's, you know, Nick's dad passed a handful of years later. You know, that was mm-hmm. kind of another thing, and it was just, you know, this guy who was just a great guy, um, inviting all his kids for it. like my. My stepdad fucking hated him. Like I was only allowed to have like one friend over at a time growing up. One friend. You
1: know? <laughs> Shutting Shutting it down. Richard, one friend. And
0: granted you're a little different when you're older, oh, but yeah. even like in my teenager years and my 20s and stuff, if I told my parents like, "Hey, I'm going to have 12 of my buddies over," Richard would have been like <laughs> You're, only if they're doing yard work first <laughs> nope <You> know, <laughs> sounds about But right? so so we went over and it was really just the beginning of of what has become this like wwe not just wrestlemania but pay-per-view tradition so we've really reconnected with some friends from high school that i hadn't seen mm-hmm. um in a while and you know we don't talk every day and we don't get together every weekend but damn it if we're not together every wrestling, wrestling pay-per-view and most of it's just like doing what guys do and talking shit and making fun of each other but um being invited to nick's dad house for that wrestlemania was a really good way for me to connect with friends you know start what's been an amazing friendship with with nick and i and the rest of the guys but um there's a really good story uh god I've been this waiting is to what tell we call a teaser <laughs> of nick dobson making me tap out with the Brazilian body scissors and that will be coming to next week's episode of the Bad Medicine Podcast well and you just touched on something that I want to hit real quick before we wrap up today and that is with the WWE bringing uh, crowds back I don't think we can understate the importance of going to those events live and seeing them because I know uh, a lot of people you know nieces and nephews and things who would see wrestling on TV and they don't really get into it but if you take them to a show specifically a WWE show they're hooked for life and that's why i think it is incredibly important for the wwe to get fans back and to allow people to still go to their shows if they lost that and they could only do you know like raw and smackdown and maybe only fill those uh their industry would take such a huge my uncle came to the chaos and chilton show the first show i ran you know and it was us in the main event and and uh beer city bruiser was there you know great friend Friend of of the podcast. podcast we've had him on before hopefully we have him on again there's a cigar right there from Martinez Cigars, also friends of the podcast. But like he said he was he was channel surfing on a Saturday, came up to Ring of Honor, and he's like, Oh my god, I remember that guy. He yeah. like had a beer with me, like after <laughs> the show. And he's like, So he's always been watching Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then they're after, hooked. and that's what he said. He's like, you know, I never really thought about watching it, but then I was there live. I had so much fun, especially giving it to the wrestlers. They gave it back, you know, yeah, like that, you guys. did importance of, of live events—they have to do it. They had to have fans because exactly. that's so critical to keep building. But I, that—I just wanted to throw that in before yeah. we wrapped up because no, you were perfect. mentioning. Yeah. That. That's perfect. And I am—I am, I am going to say this about live wrestling events because uh, I think for people who aren't really into wrestling and they think it's kind of just sort of like some silly stuff that's on TV, when wrestling comes back. And the crowds come back full. And I think it's important because I think when we start getting 25% crowds, it's going to be your more Mm -hmm. like hardcore fans. Mm -hmm. And I think as somebody who's not really into it, having the full crowd in the stadium makes for a better experience. But I will say this. The first time I saw a wrestling show live, I was blown away (laughs) by the entertainment value of the $35 (laughs) ticket I paid for the Rush Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We had pretty good seats, and if you've been to a, an arena that has about ten thousand people or no, you know that there's not really a bad seat in the house. But I've, I believe our seats were about thirty-five dollars. It was a three-hour plus show, and the entertainment value is absolutely through the roof. So if you have kids, if you have you know nephews, nieces um, that might be into it, even if they're not really into wrestling, um, have uh, you know have fun with it. Go to a show. I promise you, you will enjoy it. And like I said. It is such an experience um, to see it in person. Watching wrestling on TV, I get that it's not for everybody. To me, it was like hockey. I can't watch hockey on TV. I love going to hockey yeah, games in oh, a different and story. watching it in person. Oh, God, but wrestling, yeah. wrestling for some people is the same way. But if you mm. go and you have a little bit of fun, mm. you yell at the wrestlers, you get to see them up close and personal, mm. I, I promise you... Uh, You will have a good time. So once this wrestling starts back up, uh, when we do get to a point where we have uh, arenas and stadiums and things like that open and they're putting on shows, take your kids, take your nieces and nephews. Uh, I've taken Dacia's godson, Julian. We went to um, Raw down in Milwaukee, I took oh, my nephew nice. Casey to a house show in Green Bay, which was actually, I thought that I was a little disappointed that I didn't get a chance to take him to a raw, but the house show was, yeah, in terms and of the house show wrestling. was so much more the fun. house show was incredible. Um and my nephews, so uh, my nephews Alex and Marcus, uh, aren't really into wrestling. They know who like John Cena is in The Rock, but there's a 100% chance I'm going to take them, and I guarantee when they see their first wrestling match, they are going to absolutely love it. Yeah, you're not getting past that merchandise table without dropping like <laughs> no, 50, 60 no. bucks for sure. <laughs> 50 Marcus, 60. Marcus yeah, is going to want a, the that's belt. That's a good day. That's a good yeah. day. exactly. So. Oh, and uh, also before we get out here, I just want to say we teased this from last week. I'm going to just do a real quick comment on it. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Junior, not as bad as what his (laughs) reputation is. What are you talking about, dude? It's a male giving birth. (laughs) I know, but we spoke last week that we were all going to see if it was truly as bad. We did, didn't we? Who all raised your hands? Who all watched Junior this last week?
1: Really? So I was I was up north
0: in God's (laughs) country having fun, and I
1: hope this doesn't get you any heat. Not my favorite. No, it it clearly wasn't. It it clearly wasn't
0: an outstanding Arnold movie, but (laughs) not as bad as what the reputation has been made for. It's funny. Yeah, it's got its it's moments. Hey guys, let's try and capture that. You know that awesomeness of twins.
1: Yeah, it's on HBO Go by the way. But now
0: Arnold is pregnant. (laughs) <laughs> oh, can you imagine a fucking, just a room of people, <laughs> like executives from the movie studio, right? Just picture this. It's <laughs> yeah. funny because my, my friend Ryan Vander and I, from one of my podcast. best friends from growing up, promotes a lot of the concerts around here. Him and I have had uh, uh, just, uh, just unbelievably hilarious conversations about people Pitching movie plots oh, to executives of <laughs> groups. And, Andrew, it's funny how you say that. Like, all right, just picture picture this, okay? Picture somebody trying to pitch the movie Junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger and to, Danny. like, a group of executives and marketing and people and stuff like that, and the person's there. Okay, so here's it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, biggest star in the world, action hero, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, twins with Danny DeVito. Did great! Oh my God! Tell me more. You know what? He it it did do great. It wasn't an action movie. It wasn't Predator. It wasn't Terminator. You're right. Arnold's diversifying. Yeah, a little bit of action. Yeah. We bring Arnold in. Okay, I'm listening. Star of the movie, but this time, he's pregnant. Now, bear in mind, they can't be on any drugs during this at any point, point. <laughs> and they had to give it the green light. Somebody hey, was hey, like, hey, Bill, "Okay, hey, Bill, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> somebody was. Somebody had to be like, "Okay." So Ryan's Ryan's the, the 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 funniest one that we have. So the funniest the the funniest potential movie plot pitch <laughs> that Ryan laid out was was footloose, and he's like, <laughs> Ryan was like, he's like, okay, okay. You got a you got a, a room full of executives from the movie studio. You know, some people who are going to write scripts, people who are going to do this shit. And somebody stands up in front of all of them, right? All right. So first thing first, we get Kevin Bacon. That's a must. Big star. Oh, okay. Okay. Of course. We got Kevin Bacon. It's a it's it's a it's a no lose situation. I mean, not Swayze, but <laughs> people no. do. So he's a he's a big city guy from Chicago, right? And he's forced to move to this. Small town with a, a, a preacher who oversees everything. It's a farm country. you know the preacher's daughter's a little bit of a hussy and the preacher doesn't even think, <laughs> doesn't even he thinks she's a virgin, you know people are like, okay, all right, so big city kid moves to, to small town. Preacher runs the town, daughter's not a virgin. but here's the kicker, okay? everybody's on the fucking edge of their seats in this town. no dancing. I'm guaranteed that's what he did, too. How much money do you need to make this happen? Wait a minute. So what you're saying saying (laughs) is the kid moves from the big city. He's a big city kid. (laughs) Clearly, he's not going to fit in in this small town, right? He doesn't fit in. The preacher whose daughter isn't a virgin isn't going to like him. But this isn't any normal small town. In this small town, (laughs) you can't dance. Well, you're a kid from a big city, it's all he does is dance. It's all he does is dance. You can't take a kid from the big city and move him to a small town. Dave, there's, see, see, Dave's look like right now. See, that's probably there was all one person. One there was one guy <laughs> in the fucking. Oh, my God. Well, because, you know, the executives are like, OK, big city guy moving to a small town. All right. So what's the hitch? So we have but we have <laughs> Kevin <laughs> Bacon. So we that? have but we have Kevin Bacon. Right. Right. And also the preacher's daughter is not a virgin. Why, why uh-huh. does that play a part in there? We'll, we'll, get, to we'll, get, to we'll get to that. We'll get to that. She'll make the big announcement in church.
1: Not even a version. <laughs> God's house.
0: God, you gotta imagine. You gotta just imagine some of these fucking movies and have fun with it. Do it on your own. Mm. Like think, like you know, a fake. We. we should, I, I was thinking we should have our friends of the podcast maybe comment submit with some of their ideas okay. that they thought okay. were here's, amazing. Here's gonna be a, here's gonna be a fun one in in like. In like one in like one sentence or less. I'll start over. Okay, so because so I'm just trying to, I'm really excited. I'm really, <laughs> yeah, excited. And, hey, dude, I'm really right. excited about this one. Okay, <laughs> friends of the podcast. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Fucking dude. That's to let you collect your thoughts. Okay, so so friends of the podcast, we're excited about this one. You know, we do a lot of interactive posts and things like that where we try to get you guys involved. Um, here's what we want you to do: pitch us. A classic 80s movie as if you were sitting in front of a boardroom full of executives from the movie studio. Like the example I just gave. So there's this kid, lives in a big city, moves to a small town. But except in this town, the preacher's daughter is not a virgin and you can't dance. So pitch us a movie. Take your favorite cheesy 80s movie, whatever it is, and in a few lines... Pitch us this movie like you would to a boardroom full of executives. We want to hear what you guys I have think this to one's say. gonna be a lot yeah, of whether whether it's you know whether it's a message or even do a video. Have fun with it. You know, submit a video like you're even in the boardroom you yourself. A video really? pitch. That yep. would be awesome, I think. I'm excited. So Oh, well, there you have I, it. There we that, have it. I Gentlemen, think, a hell so of a I day. We, I think we covered all the bases. Andrew's answers. got his victory. You didn't even crack your victory, waiting, Because I Loco. was waiting for the
1: end. Oh. Because to the victor go the spoils. Hey, and what should the people do? When do like, you? share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe.
0: Go out. to the web, smash that like button, ding that bell, subscribe so we can get our <laughs> numbers up and make this guy do something out of his mind. Who yeah, knows? Yeah, I'm not in charge of that. But, of course, my four Loco... Look at that victory cigar puff. Oh, my God. It tastes even better when you win. (laughs) (laughs) So for Diamond Dave Damone, the Oak, the Appleton Oak, Dave Bay, and then Mason Quinn. Also, a huge shout-out to my niece, my goddaughter, that painted this for me. She wanted to know who my favorite cartoon character was. I said Michael Andrews. She painted this for me. That's dope, And it's awesome. I love it. I told her, you know, it's going to get on the first show we do after, which... It did, hey, and I love
1: it. With Michael, pork rind. Pork rind. Oh.
0: Pork rind. <laughs> the, first, the first movie, but I absolutely love it, and I hope that everybody watching, if you see it, I hope you love it too. So then also for the answer, Bad Medicine Podcast, good night now. That's it. Hey, what's up? It's Codb, and you're listening to the Bad Medicine Podcast. Bye.